know who my wife is? My wife is Yoda. <laughs> so she's an incredibly wise, super short. Super <laughs> short. <laughs> anyway, that's just the way I am wired. My my job can uh, easily take over my life. And I know some of you are thinking, Professor, uh, I thought you worked one day a week. I know some of you think that. Uh, for years here in Long Island Church, I focused on build, 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 and grow, 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 uh, build a church, and grow, grow, and build a church. Uh, I would get so stressed, I would wake up in the middle of the night, and I wouldn't be able to go to sleep for hours. I know, some of you guys thinking, oh, that happens to you too, uh, that happens to you too, Pastor? Yeah, it And during those years, especially in the last two years, I may have lost a true focus, which is the spiritual building of the church and the spiritual growth, spiritual growth. Henceforth, recently, I've been refocusing and rededicating, aligning myself with God. I put my spiritual growth and our church spiritual growth on top. Spiritual growth became my priority above all else. So actually now, I don't care how many people show up on Sabbath. <laughs> what I really do care about each and every one of you growing in This is especially important for our church because I know that I'm not the only one who cares about success and achievement in this church. Most of us this church are the same way. The fact is that not just me, but all of us can easily experience spiritual poverty. So for the next three weeks, we're going to focus on spiritual growth. Okay? Some of you are like, that's Richard, you've been spoken for like three weeks. I know. I'm not on vacation, okay? But I know, so I'm going to go through this three we series on spiritual growth. It is called spiritual posture. Okay? Spiritual posture. Um, I want all of us to think, breathe, and practice spiritual posture in the month of October. Okay? This is the month that we're going to all grow spiritually. Well, we're going to learn how to, uh, some of the tools that we can use to grow spiritually. Okay? So the first which we'll explore today, is surrender. And the posture is kneel. But you don't have to. I'll just do it. Okay? So this will be the first posture. We're going to talk about this. This means surrender. The second is to look up. The posture is to look up, and it means our mission. So the first is surrender, second is mission, okay? 
And the second posture is tilted up. And the third posture is actually your hands out. So after all three weeks, our spiritual posture will look like this. Can you, can you, can you see me? Okay, good. Right? So kneel, you're going to kneel down, right? And then you're going to look up. And if you look at, if you look up and then all you see is your ceiling, then please close your eyes. Because when you look up, you're going to, I'm going to talk about it next weekend, uh, you're going to look up to see Jesus. And your hands are not in, your hands are out. Okay? So this is a spiritual posture that I want everyone to remember, practice, and breathe for this month. Okay? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful church and beautiful people and this beautiful Sabbath. Now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name. So after the three-week series, on the fourth weekend, we're going to have a uh, kiss. Uh, I'm going to talk about it later. We need to come every weekend to find out how to do it. Okay? So the fourth weekend, we're going to have a guest speaker named Pastor John Chikorelli. He's a senior pastor of Calvary Okay, He's going to talk about spiritual discipline. So this whole month, we're going to breathe spiritual growth. Okay? Um, on the fourth weekend, by the way, I'm going to be gone. I'll be, um, I'll be in Europe. Okay? Yes. Don't be jealous. It's not a vacation. It's a trip. It's a, it's a reformation for us. It's a trip following the history of Christian Reformation. So, my conference is sent to me here. It is kind of a okay. Well, part of it, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm going to Germany. Switzerland, Czech Republic, and France. I know. You'll be Anyway. Uh, the church, do, you, do you like to win or do you like to lose? How many of you guys want to win? You know who you are, the competitive people are. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands up. I mean, come on, most of us want to win. I know some people may not care about winning as much as some, uh, but losing doesn't feel great to anyone. One time, all my friends in uh, my eighth grade, oh, by the way, there is Ella Casey, first time ever Korean three basketball tournament playing in Bloomberg Academy gym. Please come and watch. Uh, 7 p.m. today. Um, my friends and uh, I, we, in eighth grade, we, we, we decided to uh, rank everyone in basketball. So uh, we didn't even invite the ones who were bad. So, like, only the good ones were invited. And all of us played like against each other, so top five, okay? Of course, I was uh, top five. Uh, and uh, we, we all like went at it. All of us playing all together, like five people together, but one-on-one, -on -one, like playing against each other, okay? 
Okay? So the if you make five baskets, then you can get up and sit. That means you put the first one out, they won't take you to make what? Number one. Second one out, there's number two. Third number three, and so on. So of course, I'm one of the two, okay, at the end. Right? And we're playing basketball, and the game's really close. Uh, whoever wins there is going to be the fourth, and whoever loses will be what? Not the fifth. Who said last? Not the last loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I was like, okay, I don't care what place, like what rank I get, but for sure I am not going to be the fifth one. You know what I mean? The last game became very, very vital and physical. I mean, that game was like a championship game. You know what I'm saying? We're like fouling all over. Uh, we're seeing some unwholesome stuff under our breath. Oh, there was a, there was a bad game. Okay? But at the end of the game, guess who won? How many of you guys think Pastor Richard won? Raise your hand. Seriously? Four hands? Okay. That's really discouraging. Uh, how many people you, of you guys, how many of you think I lost? What's the matter with you people? Huh? You're like so much confidence. We probably lost. Well, I lost. <laughs> to this day, to this day, I remember the emotion. When I lost the game, I was very, very angry. And I, I still remember, I still remember how, okay, I don't remember the, I don't remember who got the first place, who got the second place, but I remember the move. He dribbled to my right, dribbling with the left hand, and he took a shot with a bank shot and went in. I still remember the smart that he made after making that shot. I vividly remember feeling devastated. I don't care who won. But I remember the emotion of losing. Nobody, nobody likes it. Nobody feels great about being a loser. Kneeling, kneeling is a loser. Kneeling is a loser. But in God's kingdom, in His upside down kingdom, we win when we lose. We gain at our loss. So the very first posture in spiritual growth is to kneel. When we, when we kneel before God, when we kneel before God, we're saying, God, I submit. We're saying, God, I surrender 
my life. Philippians chapter 2, verses 19. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Who is exalted here? Who? Who is at the highest place? Who is above every name? Jesus. That's right. Me? You? My accomplishment, my uh, my achievement, my success, my job, my practice, my company, my degrees? No. Exalting, lifting to the highest place, the name above all names. What are we talking about here? We're talking about worship. So we're talking about kneeling to bow down in worship. Verse 10. And in the name of Jesus, what? Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under underneath. Every knee should bow at the name of Jesus. Kneeling in this Bible verse is referring to this posture, right? Kneeling. And in original language, it means bended knee. Just like this. Kneeling, my friends, means defeat. The posture does not shout out Winner! The posture of kneeling proclaims, I've lost. I surrender. Verse 11. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. About several years ago. Our family went to Korea to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday. Okay? So all our family went to Korea, uh, and then they were getting ready for the party. We were at my parents' uh, home church. And in a part of the program for the 70th birthday, um, as all Korean traditions do, you know, you put your, your parents, your grandparents, uh, and then all the Descendants, I don't call them descendants, but you know, the, all the, the children's family, grandchildren, we all go through and what do we do? We bow. So we're going through this, and my family's turn comes, and then Celeste looked at what was happening, and Celeste said, No. <laughs> I'm not bowing now. And we're like, Celeste, what do you mean? And she said, This is six year old Celeste. The Bible says, you do not bow down to anyone except for God. <laughs> so she refused to bow down. So what I thought, so let's come on. This is a, uh, it's a, it's a cultural thing. So we could like made her bow down. <laughs> but you know, she, she was absolutely right. She is absolutely right. We kneel and bow in worship 
only to our Lord Jesus Christ, not anything nor anyone. Amen? Amen. To give glory to Him only. That, my friends, is complete surrender. Complete surrender. Spiritual growth starts with kneeling before God, surrendering my life to Him. Most of us here grow in church. We grow in church uh, and have been attending church or attending worship. But that does not mean you have surrendered your life to God. You know what I mean? I know you've been coming to church all your life, but that does not mean you have surrendered your life to God. Kneeling means humility. It means being knowledge to God that, that I am created being by you in your image and in your love. Kneeling before God and say, I'm merely human, and you are the creator of all. It's easy to feel like I'm this incredibly intelligent, educated, talented person. Right? It's, like, it's like we almost talk as if if you get more intelligent and more educated, then all of a sudden you don't need to die anymore. Right? So by kneeling, we are experiencing this humility that God uses his earth in Kneeling means defeat. It means to God, I'm saying, God, I'm lost. I need you. You're saying, God, I am incomplete without I am a slave of sin and there is no righteousness in me. I cannot save myself. It means we tell Jesus that I am a sinner and I need you to save me. Kneeling means allegiance. You know how uh, in the old days the kings um, honored the the night. What did the, the knights do? They knelt, right? They're showing allegiance to a king. So when we kneel, it means to Jesus. I'm saying, you are the Lord, you are the master of my life. My life does not belong to me, it belongs to I no longer do what I wish to do, but I do what you need me to do. Now my life, in my life, I don't do what I will, but your will be done. So I surrender to your will. Healing also means letting go of control. And you know what? This is really hard to do. Letting go of control. 
Um, you like to have control. You like to have uh, control over the situations. Um, Abraham, you know who that is? Yes. Abraham lied to the Pharaoh of Egypt to take control over the situation. Instead of trusting God and letting him take the wheel, he took control over the situation. Um, God told Abraham, you will have descended as many stars in heaven with Sarah. Okay? But when Abraham and Sarah got old, instead of trusting God, they took control over the situation and brought in Hagar. And that turned out to be, turned out to be they did not surrender to God, God's plan for God's time. Any control freaks here right there? You know who you are, looking at Yeah. Two people and the other. We need to learn to let it go. Let go and let God. When we say that, when we say let go, let God, it means let go and let God control my life. But along with your control, we can let go our concerns as well. Okay? So, God, my problems, I have a lot of problems. I got a lot of issues. Um, but as I let go of my control, I also want to let go of all of my concerns, all my problems, all my troubles. They're all yours too. I surrender all of my concerns to you. Let go of my problems. When you kneel,
thing on, as you can see, and very boring like there's this trail underneath the water, and we're just walking. And I noticed as soon as I went to the water, I felt a pressure in my ears, my nose, and all of a sudden water, you see I'm, I'm back in here, but actually the water comes up to your chin. So when you breathe in, water comes to your left. So when you breathe out, you're like, <laughs> so I'm doing that, and I actually had a like a minor panic attack. I started a little bit like hyperventilating, and I I thought about like take the mask off and sleep off. I I thought about this, but I'm like breathing like oh, I can do this. I'm not very nice to this. <laughs> so I'm like breathing and breathing. And I start praying, like, God, every breath belongs to you. I can't die here. I can't die here, but my life belongs to you. Right? And then I was able to see all these wonderful fish, sea turtles, and enjoy this, this whole world that I've never seen underwater. I realized my breath, my breath, every breath I take, my breath goes we take it for granted because we just have it for free. But without this, we cannot live. And I realize that God gives us this breath, and every breath I take, I think this is why when God created us, He says He created us the but breath of life. Every breath belongs to We need to surrender to the one who gives us breath each and every day and each and every moment. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. It says, you know this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your words. In all your ways, in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. This posture, this posture is a, it's a weak posture. Weak and feeble posture. But in the kingdom of God, this is a power posture. Please say amen. Yes, right? So I have a challenge for you. The challenge is kind of obvious, right? Just for this thing. What do you think I want you to do? I want you to kneel and pray <laughs> twice a day this week. Okay? 
Because all of us yield and surrender to God. 
saying, God, that God, this life that I have is not mine. It's yours. Everything that I possess, all my talents, all my possessions, they're not mine. They're all yours. I submit to you. I surrender all to you. I pray that you make the decision. And every time you kneel, remember what you mean by that gesture. What you mean by that posture. This spiritual posture. And this time, the power of passion. God, we, we thank you for your presence in our lives. But Lord, today we give glory to you. We worship you. Because you deserve it. You are the creator. Can we all kneel right now, please? Lord, all of us, all of us kneel right now because we're, we're merely human beings, Lord, and you are our creator and redeemer. And Lord, sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm so intimate, I'm so, I'm so awesome, I'm so intelligent. And we forget to give you glory and give you what you deserve. Think that we have some sort of part. But Lord, help us so that all of us here in our church to learn to kneel again and again, reminding ourselves that we need to surrender to you. So Lord, in this posture, help us to grow spiritually. Help us to get closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And then uh, we'll just play music from here.
stage, on the stage, or on the other table.